Oh my goodness! Bear witness to the greatest park has ever created! The smelling salt starring Mr. Moonshine! Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Canella. Hook white crowds, smelling salt. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Punch. Ooh, baby, you already know this is pun. Drunk, boxing, aka Mr. Moo. Shot himself, aka El Adobo, aka El Sazon, aka El Borracho. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you at in this side of heaven. God bless you all. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta apologize. I haven't done a podcast in quite some time, y'all. But your boy can only do so much, man. Punch Run Boxing YouTube channel. Go ahead, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Y'all already know the drill. You know, got the punchrunboxing.net, the website. Go check it out. Read some, some, some good, some good, some good news. Um, social media platform, Mr. Moonshine10 on Twitter. You know, follow me there. I'm a, I, I'm a Twitter head, man. I like to tweet, 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 tweet. Also, um, Instagram, punch drunk underscore boxing. And of course, the Smelly Saw podcast and share the podcast. It's not the same content. Well, it's the same. It's the same content, boxing content in, in my YouTube. But I try to make it, you know, get more in depth. You know, sometimes I make a video is like two, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But this is, you know, what I'm saying more in depth, you know, 40 minutes, probably an hour, depending on the topic, you know, when you're going to work. Rush hour, when you in the gym, you listen to your boy, Mr. Moonshine, baby. The high octane boxing personality, ladies and gentlemen, damn it. Um, yo, the lightweight division, the lightweight division, man, little shuffle there. Heating up, heating up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say it right now. The lightweight division is the new heavyweight division in the sport of boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't understand what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say this, that we all know that the heavyweight division... It's the most prestige division in the sport of boxing. They used to say, wherever the heavyweight division goes, boxing goes. Wherever the heavyweight division goes, boxing goes. But I'm going to tell you like this, man. There's some furniture moving up in the lightweight division, y'all. Javante Tan Davis, you could say, is the pay-per-view star in America. You know, of course, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, but of course, you know, Canelo Alvarez from Mexico. But of course, make his money in the States. But if you look at the lightweight division, you look at the names. Javante Tan Davis. Good performance versus Isaac Cruz. Yeah, he had a, a, a hinder hand, but Isaac Cruz also performed good. And we're going to be talking about that just in, in a short while. We got Devin the Dream Haney holding the WBC green strap. Fought Jojo Diaz and looked at extremely well. I see the growth in Devin Haney. We saw George Cambosa, the guy that nobody believed in. The guy that nobody was trying to bet on. George Cambosa with the down under Australia. He got all the straps, ladies and gentlemen. The morally, the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. But of course, there's going to be people disputing that. Like they were disputing Tia from Lopez and Devin Haney. But that's why I got to say morally. Tia from Lopez lost that. Y'all already know he was, the, he, he was the king at lightweight. He was the king at lightweight. Beating Vasily Lomachenko, who did his thing. Versus Richard Comey. Richard. Call me, I say, every time I go to the Madison Square Garden. Every time I go to Madison Square Garden, I have to lose in front of all those beautiful people. 
Every time I go to Madison Square Garden, Teofimo Lopez has to embarrass me in the second round. Lomachenko has to outbox me for 12 rounds and people are going to say that he was carrying me. No, I carry my own sheet. No, I carry my own sheet. I'm a great ambassador to the sport of boxing and great ambassador to Ghana. I'm Richard Comey and I am a warrior. Please have me to be the next warrior for Black Panther. Let it be me. Let it be me. <laughs> Richard Comey, man. Shout out to one of the best ambassadors, one of the nicest guy in the sport of boxing. And I don't think that the Lomachenko was carrying, uh, carrying Richard Comey. I think that Richard Comey was holding his own. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lomachenko during the fight was like looking at Richard Comey's corner and be like, hey, yo, my man, stop the fight. Stop the fight. Not in New York slang like I'm saying it, but you know, in the Ukraine slang, you know. Stop it, the fight. Stop the fight. I'm going to hurt him. Stop the fight. I'm going to hurt Richard. You're not going to fight. You're not going to stop the fight, Andre. I'm telling you, throw the towel. Throw the towel like Kenny Porter. Throw the towel like Kenny Porter. <laughs> throw the towel like Kenny Porter. But it's heating up, y'all. You got Michelle Rivera, the Salsa Ali Rivera, Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo. Ya tú sabes, mi hermano. ¿Qué es lo que, don? Hey, you have to give me chance. Chance, I can do the same thing. I can do the same. Hey, Ponche, I can do the same thing like, uh, like Cambosa. But if they don't give me chance, I don't do the chance. You know what I'm saying, my friend? I'm from Dominican Republic. I'm Michelle Rivera. And La Salsa, hombre. Ding, 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 ding. You know, I dance and everything over there. I give the chance like Cambosa. I do a Cambosa too. Yeah, what you talking about? When you do a campus, you go, hey, you give me chance like Cambosa, I do Cambosa too. You give me, I'll I, I say somebody. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay, papi. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Rivera. So, furniture, Lenar is still there. Javier Fortuna is still, uh, still there. Jojo Diaz did a great job as well, man. T from Lopez moved on to 140, man. We was, he almost was going to pass, pass out. And everybody was coming up to me. Yo, yo, everybody was hitting me up. What happened to your boy T.O.? What happened to your boy T.O.? T.O.? <laughs> Lost. That's it. Like, what can't, you know? But these are modern-day warriors, modern-day gladiators. They put their life on the line for pure entertainment. Damn it. Why everybody go? And everybody saying, yo, punch. T.O. female his dad. Gotta be humble. Gotta be humble. And I'm going to do another episode about this. And we're going to be talking about this humble word and this delusional word. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly. And I know y'all don't want to listen. You know what? I ain't even want to talk about it because, of course, nobody want to listen to no excuses. Even I, I even your boy, punch drunk told T.O. Fima Lopez. I'm like, you know what? There's too many haters, man. And you rub people. Yeah, you, you know how he knows. He knows he got a lot of haters, too. And I'm not going to say that Tiafim Lopez Sr., you know, 2020 trainer of the year and fighter of the year 2020, they just got it from the boxing writers out there in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody's saying he can't train and things of that nature when he was trainer of the year. And we know, we know. See, to me, I don't give a damn. I like the, I like the humble. I like the people that don't talk and I like the people that do talk. And me, that's, that's something to fight. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy listening to TFM Lopez Senior. I just enjoy it. But when you lose, just like when Andre, Andre, Bro, Andre um, Adrian Brown, I'm sorry. When Adrian Brown, he's talking shit. He's just talking shit. But then when he talks shit and lose, it, 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 then the talk shit is not fun anymore to listen to. Excuse my language. Damn, it's a Christian show. 
And I understand. I watched the fight again. I was there in the, in, in the garden. I watched the fight again. And damn, the corner. Damn, my brother. You should even you, you should, even even the cut man did a horrible job, y'all. It took him like five minutes. <laughs> it, it took him like two. Yo, yo, no, you got a break for a minute. It took him 50 seconds to get up the steps. And then he had 10 seconds to work on the cut. They did a bad job. I, I, I got to be real, man. I got to be real, man. They, they ain't do a good job out there in the corner. But, you know, we could talk about what happened. But, of course, it's taken away. We don't want to take away from George Cambosa's victory. I understand how Tiafim Lopez went inside the ring. And I'm going to tell you like this. If y'all go follow the boxing voice with Ness, I texted Ness. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to bet the knockout. I said, I'll be surprised if that happened. And then I texted him. Tiafim Lopez ain't even supposed to be in the ring tomorrow. Uh-huh, uh-huh, because I know, I knew I knew the problems, I knew the physical problems, I knew the mental problem that he was walking in, but I ain't, I ain't gonna say it all, hey, yo, become a member to Punch Your Own Boxing, become a, get your memberships and get the perks, I'll tell you the whole story, but you know what I'm saying, all I'm saying is, for people's excuses, but for me, I know exactly what he was going through, and that night he should have been in the hospital, I said that before the story came out. Friday, I said Tiafim Lopez should be in the hospital. If you look at my YouTube channel, y'all gonna see that I ain't make no prediction videos about it. But what I get, what we have to, what we have to humble ourselves and give credit to, whether win, lose, whether you like them or not, is that all these fighters put their life on the line for pure entertainment. A lot of people want people to be humble. A lot of people want people to shut up. At the end of the day, we talk all day. At the end of the day, we the one that's talking. And not fighting, but at least these guys are talking, and they're gonna go. They're gonna go. They're gonna have to go out there and prove what they say. At least they're going out there and fighting and risking their lives, so they got the right to talk. We're not risking our lives. They are, so they can say whatever they want to say. I don't think in the sport of boxing, people want to say that fighters get humble, fighters get exposed. And at the end of the day, I do believe that the fans and the experts, quote-unquote experts and the pugilists of the game, we're the one that actually gets humble and, and, and we're the one that's delusional. Let's not forget that media is the, is the same people that be like, oh, the four, the, the, the four um, kings in the lightweight division. He <laughs> look like the four kings right now. So guess who, who got humble? Our analysis got humble, right? I ain't never said the four kings. I'm just saying. I'm just saying collectively because I don't want to be the one just pointing fingers. I got to keep it real. We get humble. The public, the fans, the, the, the media, the pugilist, the analyst list gets humble when you see Isaac Cruz, and which a lot of people feel that Isaac Cruz beat Javante Tan Davis, but you ain't believe that Isaac Cruz going to beat Javante Tan Davis. You will say, oh, man, why is Javante Tan Davis fighting Isaac Cruz? Why is Tio from Lopez fighting George Cambosa? We want to see Tio and Devin Haney. Let's not, let's not, let's not act like all the questions towards Tio from Lopez in the in the buildup of the Cambosa fight that they was asking about Cambosa. All the media and everybody was asking. Look at all the media chat. Look at all the independent channels and YouTube. Everybody was just talking about Devin Haney and Tio Fimo. Tio Fimo and Javante Tang Davis. And every time they ask Tiafim Lopez the questions, even at the buildup, they talking about uh, um, Devin Haney, Josh Taylor, and everybody else. Yeah, they talking about Devin Haney and Josh Taylor, but you asking them the same question about every question except for Cambosas. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be honest. 
We are the one that's getting exposed. We're the one delusional. We the one that prematurely, uh, um, you already uh, um, give give these fighters the status of good and great and all that stuff. Even I, I, I said that Boots Ennis going to be the next Roy Jones Jr. And there was people telling me three years ago, hey, yo, punch, you got to chill, man. You talking about Roy Jones Jr. I said, I know, but I got to, I see, I can see how special he is. But I, I do it too. I take responsibility as well. Before I'm going to go out there and critique y'all, I'm going to take responsibility as well. You understand what I'm trying to say? I understand we get to say what we want to say because we're the paying customers, but we're the first one to always say that we don't want to buy the pay-per-view. I ain't going to subscribe to the Zone. I ain't going to subscribe to ESPN Plus. The hardcore boxing fans, I'm going to tell you like this, man. We, I, I love my peoples, but we are the, one of the, lose, the most delusional boxing fans in the world. Always saying that everybody is exposed. We getting exposed. They said 2022 is the upset year. Nah, 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 nah. We, we collectively, the fans of boxing is getting exposed, sticking that they know everything. They're not doing the due diligence. We ain't doing the due, due diligence and really studying, studying these fighters. At the end of the day, if you look at a lot of channels out there, people just talking about the same ish. Let's be honest. People talking about the heavyweight division is Anthony Joshua, Alessandro Usyk, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Now, Dillian White. Nobody want to talk about anybody else. And I'm just talking about massively. In the lightweight division, you were just talking about the four, the four kings. Ain't nobody was talking about Cambosa. <sighs> hmm? Let's be real. Let's be honest. Hmm? So the fans are getting expo exposed. You ain't thought that Alexander Uso was going to beat Anthony Joshua? Hmm? You ain't think so? Well, let's be real. Let's be honest. Kid Gallagher, you ain't know that Kid Gallagher was gonna get knocked out like that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. We are the ones that's getting humbled. We are the ones that needs to be humbled. And yet, in the end of the day, yeah, we could find different characteristics and what favors us and what we like. If we like, if you like the quiet guy like Triple G and don't say nothing, Triple G's getting the pass in the middleweight division. Let's be honest. But let's just stay a little bit on the lightweight division because I just said that the lightweight division is the new heavyweight division in the sport of boxing. George Cambosa holds all the straps and the meaningful and the meaningful straps at that. George Cambosa, I said months ago that he's go, he's the emperor. He's the emperor of the lightweight division. The emperor of the lightweight division. Now, if you want legacy, you're gonna have go, go you're gonna go have. You're going to have to go down under. And I'm not talking about go, don't going down under with the ladies. You know what I'm saying? That's good too. Feel me? I like me going down under. But we're talking about boxing here, man. It's a Christian show. Keep your eyes on the prize. These fellas got to go down under to get George Campos. Hey, yo. Pause. <laughs> pause, pause, pause. I said, these dudes got to go down under to George Campos. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Pause, man. Get your mind off the gutter. <laughs> George Cambosa versus Lomachenko. I believe that is going to be, to be honest, this is how I see it, y'all. Vasil Lomachenko just beat Richard Comey. 
Vasolo Michiko is number one, rated number one in the WBC and the WBO. Y'all already know it. Bob Arum, a.k.a. Bobby Arim, top rank. Bob Arum, happy birthday, Bob Arum, 90 years old. Damn it, look, and still moving and still got all, all his faculties. Man, I think I could hold a better conversation with Bob Arum than James Tony. <laughs> you know? But, you already know that Bob Arum and WBO, they cool. I mean, they're a match made in heaven. They're cool. A lot of people feel like Bob Aaron got the WBO, the WBO. Well, the Bob Aaron got WBO in his pockets, right? Or the other way around. However y'all want to say it. Anyway. Bob Aaron's going to make sure. Because y'all know he loves himself some Lomachenko. You can see yo, when Lomachenko is around and Bob Aaron. Bob Aaron is always smiling. He is always smiling. When he was around here from Lopez, he had that little grin. Like, damn, this guy's fucking up my money. Fucked up my damn money. He stuck the middle finger out when Tia from Lopez B. Vizalo Michiko. He didn't even want to go to the to, to, to the press to the post fight at home conference. Fuck man. I thought he was really gonna lose. Even the WBC said shit. Franchise? Damn, I thought <laughs> shit. Now we had to change our rules again for this motherfucker. <laughs> but with all the money that they invested in Lomachenko, oh trust me, they are going to put Vizal Lomachenko. To get those straps from George Cambosa Jr. down under in Australia. Shout out to all the Greeks as well. Because he's in precision. And he's going to compromise also. You know what I'm saying? George Cambosa. You don't want to fight him. You're going to get stripped from the WBO. So I see this. My prediction is very, very soon. The WBO is going to mandate... George Cambosa to fight Vassell Lumachenko this spring, late spring, early summer in Australia. Now, the fight that I do want to see is Devin Haney versus George Cambosa. I believe that Devin Haney has been, you know, climbing the ladders and 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 they picking his opponents real good. And he beat Linares, outclassed Linares. Devin Haney beat um Jojo Diaz. And the difference that I see that the difference that I see Devin Haney. Um, compared to Linares, remember Linares heard him in the tenth round, right? And then Devin Haney was dancing salsa back into the back into the corner, but then came back came back out and was holding, was holding, was holding, hold me. He was holding Linares, but you know what? He showed me growth because when Jojo Diaz heard him, he let, he heard him with a couple of left hooks. He he punched through the the the, the shoulder row. And I'm going to say, Devin Haney I, and all these fighters, man, y'all getting exposed on that shoulder roll, man. Y'all got to tighten up. Now everybody can be Flo Mayweather, man. It takes years, it's years, years, years to perfect that. And now you don't got Flo Mayweather Sr. to perfect it, you know? I don't think that Ben Davidson is going to teach you how to do the shoulder roll. Maybe Mickey Bay, but I don't know. But he, just like Linares hurt, Linares hurt Devin Haney when he tried to Shoulder roll and, and pick that punch up And he got hit The same left hook While Devin Haney was trying to show the roll And his, his, you know he didn't block it He didn't catch it nor block it So I think there is Some type of you know Tighten up that he needs to do But what I loved Was that Devin Haney Fought his way back Into regaining on his faculties Instead of clinching Which is just smart too But he didn't clinch He fought through it And even in the 12th round When he bagged a lot of rounds Because I had a 116-112 Devin Haney winning But he fought in the 12th round He fought He made sure 
that he bagged, that, that, that he got the win in the bag. He showed me a lot of growth. Devin Haney showed me a chin. Devin Haney showed me that he does got, that, he, that his power is elevating. I'm talking about power, not arm strength, but body strength. He's growing. He's 20. He just turned 23 years old. So a lot of people was critiquing his power, but yo, he's only, not everybody could be Mike Tyson. Not everybody could be Deontay Wilder. Not everybody can be special. Not everybody can have the power like a Javante San Davis, like a T.O., like a Boots Ennis, like a Virgil Ortiz, Brandon Lee. You know, there's, there's young fighters also that just got, that, that, that know how to win rounds, know how to outbox, and know how to rely on other things just than power. They relied on quickness, speed, defense, according to Stevenson, Chris Colbert, and, and you know, there has people, you can make a, your career, you don't have to be a power hitter. To me. Uh, Andre Ward is not this power hitter, you know what I'm saying? But he's a Hall of Famer. And when, they, then when the fights came through, he showed his power, right? So, I say, I want to see Devin Haney versus George Cambosa, but I just don't think, even though that I believe that the zone that Eddie Hearn is going to throw the bag at George Cambosa, I think that George Cambosa, regardless of who he fights, he could fight, he could fight the guy ranked number 20 next, which is going to be hard because he got a lot of belts, so they ain't going to let him fight no rank number 40. Um, but he's going to make money regardless without Jamal Tan Davis, without Devin Haney, without Lomachenko. So if you want some legacy, you got to go to George Cambosa, right? But I think that the only people that actually could compromise him, like if you don't fight, then you could lose this, is actually Lomachenko in the WBO route and Javante Tang Davis in the WBA route. Now, some people are going to be like, what you mean about the WBA? Like, he can't be mandated. He got the super WBA title. Remember, the WBA has, has, has you know, fixed their... The, the the craziness in their belt federation where all the bells they shrink and everything uh, they said remember they said that the winner of Roley Romero and Javante Tan Davis when they was going to be up to fight that the winner is going to face Tiafim Lopez remember they just won one belt they just ordered Ugas to fight Stanley Onis which he is a super WBA and Ugas was fighting like hey yo come on I just got super WBA Nobody's been mandated but me. But now the WBA is mandating the super WBA champion. Guess what? George Cambos is going to be probably going to be mandated. Javante Tang Davis. Now, we just talked about that Bob Arum and the WBO is a match made in heaven, right? They, 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 they're in a relationship. Well, PBC and the WBA is in their own relationship, right? That's the, that's the talk of the town, right? That they got the that PBC got the WBA in their pocket, and that Bob Aaron got the WBO in their pocket. So if they mandate that, they're gonna compromise Cambosa. If you don't fight Javante San David, then you're gonna have to um, let go of that belt. If you don't fight Lomachenko, then you gotta let go of the WBO belt. You understand? I believe that Bob Aaron is gonna mandate that fight. I mean, he's going to sign the petition so they can mandate that fight. And also, Javante Tan Davis may be made with a promotion. See, because I know that made with a promotion was didn't have the balls to put Javante Tan Davis up against Tiafim Lopez or Lomachenko and things of that nature. But I do think that they see, I think they're more, uh, they're more comfortable in actually signing that petition in the WBA so Javante Tan Davis could fight George Cambosa. I do really believe that I think that they, they feel like he could beat um George um Javante Tan Davis could beat Cambosas. I really think so. 
And then right there, that's the legacy fight that we've been waiting for, for Javante Tan Davis because, because, you know, he hasn't been fighting no top lightweight, to be honest. And even though that he was in a rough matchup with Isaac Cruz because, and, you know, Again, we don't want to talk about no excuses, right? We don't want to talk about Tiafim Lopez excuses. We don't want to talk about Javante Tan Davis left hand that that messed up during the fight, but that's excuses, right? Everybody want to keep the same energy, right? We don't want to talk about Deontay Wilder excuses. We don't want to talk about Javante Tan Davis excuses. We don't want to talk about Tiafim Lopez excuses, right? So we got to keep on. We don't want to talk about Lomachenko shoulder excuses, huh? Right? So let's keep it rolling. I do believe that Mayweather promotion is going to use that, and I think this is their chance. Y'all want to see Javante Tan Davis, right? Fight the fight the best. That's what y'all want to see, right? Y'all want to see that. George Campos is going to be that guy. In reality, we want to see Javante Tan Davis versus a T.O. or Lomachenko or Devin Haney, but George Cambosa has reached that pinnacle, and now he's the driver. Now he's the driver. But the de- now Devin Haney, who got the WBC strap, but y'all already know that George Cambosa got the WBC franchise in which the WBC considered the WBC franchise the 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 belt above their the franchise champion is put above any champion in in, in the WBC federation. I know a lot of people don't like the fran the, the the franchise. I ain't like the franchise, but it's not my business. I don't got no stock in the WBC. I can't tell the WBC what, regardless if I like it or not. There's laws that I don't like and I can't change. There's rules that I don't like that we can't change. And I'm going to tell you like this. None of the fighters complain about the WBC no matter what decisions they make. No fighters complain. Ain't no fighters complain. Ain't nobody dropping their belts. So it's time that we just can't comply with their rules. And whatever it is, just like when WBO became major, hey, now it's a four belt undisputed now, right? I bet the people ain't like it. I bet the people ain't like it when the WBC came through. I let the people ain't like it when WBA was changed. I mean, the people ain't like it when, when you know what I'm saying? So, rules change. We don't like it. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. But it is what it is. The fighters are still paying sanctioning fees. And it is what it is. I just don't think the only way that Devin Haney, I believe, could get the Cambosa fight. If, if, and also I got to say, Lou DeBella, who is the promoter of, of, of Cambosa, has a good relationship with top rank. Y'all already know they've been trying to out Lou DeBella from boxing, right? They were trying to take his power away, right? He got, he, now nah, he got gold. He struck, he struck, he struck lightning, baby. <laughs> he got Cambosas now. He got power. And they're going to use it to their advantage. It took, a, it took a long time for Cambosas to be in the position that he's at. And they're going to take fully advantage of it. They're going to make some good money now. They just ain't going to throw all their money away. But so, so to be honest, they're going to do whatever they, 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 they're going to do whatever they can. So George Cambosas will get a voluntary bow. He's not going to be mandated or it's going to be time. They're going to give him a good time to be, to, 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 for his mandatory to be ordered. I think it's fair. I always think it's fair for a guy that wins a big fight to get a homecoming. That was supposed to be T.F.M. Lopez, Madison Square Garden. That was his homecoming, you know? I believe that every champion deserved their homecoming when they win their, the, the champion, everything they've been working for throughout their whole career. And they, well, 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 I got I to gotta 
bring it back. You know, because he beat George Campbell, he beat Richard Comey, and then for Lomachenko, but of course the pandemic, so they, ugh. anyway, it was supposed to be in New York, May 30th that year, but anyway, just like, just like another Alvarez winner, right? A lot of people don't like, ooh, why he's fighting McAboo, why he's fighting McAboo, and stuff like that, man, George, another Alvarez can do whatever they do, F he want, he fought four times in the span of 10, 11 months, huh? Four back-to-back-to-back champions, give the man a break, let this man get money, shit. But let's stay in the lightweight division. The lightweight division, the new heavyweight division. I maybe Devin Haney could fight Lomachenko. I mean, I'm saying Devin Haney could fight Cambosa if Devin Haney just do what he might not want to do because then he himself will tr- will diminish his belt. But if you want the Cambosa fight. I know they're trying to say, all right, this is the real undisputed. Money's going to talk. Money is going to talk. So I do think that Tank and Cambosa, because their they're mandatory possible position that they're in could compromise, Cambosa could be like, if you don't fight us, then you're dropping your belt. Devin Haney... He could go and speak to the WBC and petition. Remember, we were talking about the petitioning. Hey, yo, Devin Haney petitioned to be the mandatory to the franchise of Tiafima Lopez. Now he needs, in my opinion, he could do that. Do that. I know a lot of people don't like, again, a lot of people don't like the franchise and people petition for what petition? So he could be ordered by the WBC to face their other WBC champion. That's what it is. Y'all want to see it. Look, this is business, man. And there's politics in every business And there's politics in boxing It is what it is And if everybody is mad about that Other people was petitioning to the pre-franchise Yo, yo, y'all mad that Lomachenko people petitioned for him to be franchised Yeah, people mad that from Lopez um, petitioned that That franchise should be on the line And that is their belt that they consider above any belt in, or, or, or status in, 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 in of They consider that the franchise champion above any champion In their belt federation then go ahead and petition for it too. If they doing it, Haney, do it. I mean, they getting what they want, right? I mean, who has independently put more money in the pockets of the WBC? Right? Devin Haney. He's been built up by WBC. So sign the petition. Forget about it. It's still an undisputed bout regardless if, 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 if you're, if, you know, because the WBC watered down that belt. It wasn't Devin Haney. It was the WBC. It's no fault of Devin Haney. But if people are going to petition to get what they want, it's time for you to petition to get what you want. And the end of the day, regardless, you want that fight with George Cambosa for undisputed. So regardless if people see it undisputed or, dis- or disputing it, if they fight, it's still an undisputed bout regardless of how you see the fight. So petition... So you could get what you want because everybody else petitioning and getting what they want. It's time for Devin Haney to petition the right petition now. Because they petition for Santiago, they petition for Linares, they petition for Gamboa, petition for the right ish now. It's time to petition for that ish. Before, Bobby Arim, the Bob father, the guy that he don't go through loops, so he creates the loopholes in the sport of boxing. Because Bob Arum is going to petition for the WBO mandatory. And if, you, if, he, if he petitions first, guess what happens? He get first dibs. So Monday morning, Monday morning, if made with a promotion, PBC, Al Heyman and his peoples, tell the WBAA, yo, petition Javante Tan Davis so we could fight, so he could be, so they could mandate um, Cambosa, Javante Tan Davis Cambosa, 
The guy that petitions first is going to get first dibs. So, I do want to see Devin Haney and Cambosa, but I truly, truly think it's going to be Vasily Lomachenko versus George Cambosa, number one at WBC. They love Lomachenko, and WBO loves Lomachenko, and Bob Arum, <laughs> he's the Bob father. I, I, if I could predict any next, the next fight for Cambosa, if it's not a voluntary and he fights, you know, a top 15 or whatever, is going to be Vasily Lomachenko. You have to pick three, Haney, Tank, or Lomachenko, even if Ryan Garcia, I think it's going to be Lomachenko, in my opinion. Um, what, and what is the other guy? Hey, yo, shout out to Keyshawn Davis. Great victory. Great victory in his, in his debut with top rank ESPN. Jared Anderson did a hell of a job with, yo, he, you should, yo, Jared Anderson should change his name. You know, the future of the heavyweight division in America, Jared Anderson, big, I didn't want to call him big baby no more, man. He should call himself Paul's sugar daddy, the way he was, you know what I'm saying, sugar daddy, Jared sugar daddy Anderson. Or Jared Pimp Daddy, and you know what I'm saying? Because the way that he came out looking like a pimp, El Pablo, El Pablo, that was that that was creative, and I like it. That was creative. I think he should do that every fight. I like the charisma. That's what we need in the sport of boxing, man. You got to sell yourself. And I like the way that Jared Anderson was selling himself. You know how to speak well. Olympian. Y'all already know, man. Olympian. There was a good Olympian night. We had Vasily Lomachenko, an Olympian for Ukraine. We had Jared Anderson, Olympian in America. We had the best number one Olympian in Keyshawn Davis. It was a good night of boxing. Top rank. It was a good night. The cars was good. Zayas, Puerto Rico in the building, Florida. You know, a lot of, it was star stud. Everybody was out there in MSG. You know, you had Egabalanga. Shout out Bushwick BK. Want to see him get back in the ring. I know he was injured after this last fight. Want to see him back in the ring. Pete with the hype a little. It diminished a little bit because he got put down. But, you know what I'm saying? Everybody get, man, this is boxing, man. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get put down. But you, but the, the good ones, the good ones, they get back up and they fight harder. Just like we seen with Cambosa. Just like we seen with T.F.M. Lopez that got put down. Just like we seen, just like we seen Richard Comey and where he got put down in the seventh round. And then Vasilom Chico was looking at the corner. But you know what? His corner believed in him. He didn't stop the fight like, you know. <laughs> like another fight that we was looking at But You know It defines the warrior Like it defines the fighting spirit I like that Andre didn't stop the fight um, Good referee by Steve Willis as well mm. Good night of boxing And also Nonito Donaire Who knocked out Caballo You already know I want Nonito Donaire to be fighting The rematch Well you know I wanted to see Nonito Donaire fight um, John Riel Casimero, two Filipinos, man. They had some good, some good drama with 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 the wifey of 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 Donaire, you know, Mrs. Donaire, and you know, Nonito Donaire, who's a, who is an ambassador, a great guy, a gentleman. Like he just he didn't he he's not going with the with the selling yourself. I'm not gonna sell my. I'm not gonna sell that you could disrespect my wife. I ain't gonna be Shane Mosley. You're not gonna disrespect my wife. You ain't gonna smack my. You ain't gonna curse on my wife. You're not gonna um, call her out her name, and you ain't gonna smack her in the ass like record like like like, like record her own. <laughs> my orga did. You know what I'm saying? You gotta respect that if you if you a husband. You know. I understand the boxing fans is barbaric. We don't give a damn. We just want you to fight. You know what I'm saying? But 
we also gotta we also gotta understand no need to do there. You know, we can't be as barbaric. We can't not act like humans just so we can see a fight. We cannot just let other men um, disrespect the wife and you want the guy to fight. I mean, if it was me, hey, if you disrespect my wife and and I have the, and I got the, I got the ability to fight you and maybe murk you in the ring, even though we don't want to see that. But hey, but. You got to remember, man, when these guys, these fighters get in the ring, they become business partners. So even if you're fighting them, they still get a hefty paycheck. And that's what Donito Donaire was trying to say. Like, you ain't going to get paid. And I ain't going to get in the ring. We ain't going to be breaking bread together. But we see, we got the potential to see one of the anticipating unification bout in Donito Donaire versus Naoya Inoue, El Montro, the monster. Woo! I would like to see that fight. And I think that this fight, this rematch, this rematch is going to be more intriguing and more anticipated than the first one. Because I think in the first one, people was already really, really talking about if Donito, this is going to be the last fight for Nonito Donaire. He's old, his speed is not there, his pop is not there. And we saw that he took that body shot, went to the floor and rose back up. I love that. I don't. I got. I, I got to know what Filipinos people be eating because, man, the power they got that Filipino water. I want to taste. That. I want to. I want to drink it. I want to see. I'm gonna doubt myself to become Filipino because for real, y'all got the fountain of youth. Shout out to my Asians. Grandfather's Cantonese, man. So I got Asian in my blood. Always rooting for Asians and stuff like that. Always rooting for my Asian brothers, for the Filipinos, for the Japanese, Chinese. You know, Vietnamese, Kazakhstan, everybody, everybody. Love y'all all. But that's a good fight right there. That's a good rematch, anticipating rematch. And they both coming out, good wins, good knockout wins, massive body shot win by, by Nonito Donaire versus Gaballo. And also the way that he performed versus Obali. So he got great momentum. His power is intact. His speed is still there. He's a constant professional. Keeps his body right. His wifey in his corner. Probably being like, my wifey's in my corner, man. I can't let no man beat my beat me in front of my wife and kids. And I'm like, uh-uh. Maybe that's the motivation. I can't have nobody whipping my ass in front of my wife. Then she's gonna think that that's Superman right there on the other side of the on the other side of the corner. I can't let no, just think about it, y'all. You with your wife walking in the street and some guy you got beef with and you about to throw it down and then you get fucked up in front of your wife, you know you're going to do whatever it takes, man. You're probably going to even cheat. You're probably going to hit him in the balls. Hey, no, you're going to embarrass me in front of my wife because then my wife going to look at you like you Superman. So when I'm arguing with my wife, your wife is going to be like, I'm going to get Caballo on you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's why Caballo whip your ass. <laughs> You would be arguing with your wife. She's going to be talking about, I'm going to get that dude that whipped your ass last week. Why you getting mad at me? Why you talking? You ain't talk to Caballo like that. <laughs> so, it's going to be an intriguing matchup. Massive body shot by, by Nonito Donaire. Again, Nonito Donaire, he tasted a master body shot. Probably the best body sh the, the best body puncher in the sport of boxing. Now, oh yeah, he no ooh. He got up from that. He gave he gave Gaballo a taste of Ino Ue's power. So so Nonito Donet was telling uh, um in indirectly, he was telling Ino Ue, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. 
Yeah, I'm, and this I'm coming. He said I'm coming for for Inoue, and look how the way I'm gonna end the fight. That's you know, neither the one that should have said that in the post fight interview, man. Yeah, I'm going after the monster. Yeah, yeah, that body snatcher. Check this out. Whack. Well, that's gonna be a good fight. Boxing has got great momentum. I believe that boxing is really going to have a really, really breakout year. And when I'm talking about a breakout year, because I think this was a wonderful year of boxing. We've seen Undisputed Bounce. We've seen Trilogy. And I think that 2022 is going to start off real good. Guess what? Keith Thurman is back. Regardless if people don't want to see him fight Mario Barrios, I don't care one time Keith Thurman is back. <sighs> One of my favorite fighters. I don't give a damn if y'all don't like. Hey, Keith Thurman is back, and I'm paying for the pay per view because in all in all nationality, uh, not nationality. What's the word I'm looking for? Damn it, English is my second language. I speak Spanish too. Um, in all actuality, in all actuality, this is what I say about pay per view, man. I know a lot of people don't like the pay per view model and things of that nature, but this is what I gotta tell y'all. There's two different types of consumers. There's the people that want to pay the pay-per-view because they want to see, they think it's a good fight. And then there are the people that were willing to pay per pay-per-view just to see their favorite fighter, no matter who they fight. It's like if you're watching an artist, a musician, if you're watching, if you're going to go to the concert and see Jay-Z, right? A Jay-Z concert, right? Or, or Kanye West concert. But guess what? He's going to bring out Drake. Right, the Drake is the cherry on top, but you're still gonna pay for Kanye West because you want to see Kanye West. You're not paying because you want to see Kanye West. If he, I'm only gonna pay for a Kanye concert only if he tells me he's bringing out Drake for that Forever song. That's it. No, you gonna pay for Kanye regardless if he brings if he has special guests or not. You're going to watch a Kanye West concert because you like the songs. You like he's your favorite artist. So the same thing, for example, like Javante Tang Davis. People say, I'm not going to pay for Javante Tang Davis versus Isaac Cruz. I ain't going to pay the pay-per-view. That fight is no pay-per-view. All right, I agree. The fight may not be pay-per-view. Yet, that does not mean that Javante Tang Davis don't got fans that they're willing to pay him. They're willing to pay every time he performs, regardless of who they fight. Two different type of consumers, ladies and gentlemen. So me, I'm a Keith Thurman fan. I'm going to support him. I don't give a damn. I'm going to ride or die with Keith on Tom Thurman. Just like I'm going to ride or die with T.O. I'm going to ride or die with Jamel Charlo. I'm going to ride or die with, with, um, with Boo Boo Andre, with Canelo Alvarez, with Deontay Wilder. You know, got a lot of favorite fighters because they entertain me. Boots Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, if they was fighting for pay-per-view, I'm going to watch the pay. I'm going to pay the pay-per-view because I like to see them fight and they entertain me. Regardless if the fight, and I will agree with somebody else. If the fight, if it's if it's Keith Thurman and Mario Barrett, no, that hell, hell no, that's not a pay-per-view fight. But he is a pay-per-view attraction to me as a fan. So you could complain and say, you're not going to pay for the pay-per-view, but I ain't going to complain because I want to see Keith on Tom Thurman, you know, and I will pay. So, again, I'm a person that I, I, I pay for the zone monthly. I pay for the, well, yearly. I pay for ESPN Plus, and I pay for pay-per-view. If I want to watch one of my favorite fighters fight, regardless of who they fight, I'm going to watch. Just like y'all be 
paying to see Jake Paul fight Willie. Y'all paid for it. Y'all paid for for Flo Mayweather to fight Logan Paul. And don't and, and look, all the hardcores shut up because even a lot of hardcore boxing channels and, and, and YouTube, y'all was watching the fight too. So please, y'all going to pay the pay per view. Stop it. <laughs> Stop being a party pooper. <laughs> But I believe that 2022 is going to be an extreme, a, a great year. Um, could we see Josh Taylor go out there and beat Jack Catterall if he fights Jack Catterall and then go to the 147 and actually try to campaign for a fight versus Bud Crawford? Or do we see later on in the year and see Tiffany Lopez in 140 fight a guy like Jose Pedraza at Madison Square Garden, beat him, and then go fight Josh Taylor and make that fight happen? I mean, it's not as intriguing, and it's not because now it's not two undefeated champions and pound-for-pound fighters anymore, and the story could have been way better, but it is what it is, man. This is boxing. Let's not forget that um, guys like like um, Roberto Duran lost to De Jesus, the first fight, right, early in his career. Nobody really talk about that loss. They talk about that Roberto Duran is probably top 10, top 5 in a lot of people's lists. They talk about that Roberto Duran is the best lightweight ever. Nobody want to talk about the De Jesus. You understand? So, let's see what can happen in 140. And I think the 140 got a lot of killers. I still want to see a Regis Progress versus Josh Taylor. I still want to see a rematch. That could have been either That could have been either way. That could have gone either way. I want to see Brandon Lee. Can't wait. Great, great knockout win by Brandon Lee. I believe it was the seventh round. Can't wait to see Virgil Ortiz's next opponent. Connor Ben knocked the crap out of Chris Algeria. You saw that he knocked him when he knocked him down the first time. The dude was doing he was he was rolling. He was doing backflips. <laughs> he knocked him out so hard. He do he did a backflip almost outside the ring. <laughs> Y'all ain't never seen somebody fall like that, my brother. Woo! Connor Ben, the son of Nigel Ben, did his thing. The what's away division. I say the what's away division with the young crew, the young the young up and coming um, um hungry lions, phenoms of the sport of boxing. The welterweight division is dangerous, y'all. Yo, I could say that the lightweight division is the most intrigued, is the, the new heavyweight because it got a lot of stars, got a lot of names that people are intrigued with and want to see, and, and it's young. But the welterweight division, you got Earl the True Spence, you still got Bud Crawford, you got Boots Ennis, you got Virgil Ortiz, Keith Thurman coming back. Sean Porter retired, so Manny Pacquiao retired, but it doesn't mean it got weaker. Ooh, guys is still there that people got to respect and ain't even talking about. Stan is one of the phenoms on the sport of boxing as well, brothers. So you got a good, a good mixture of veterans good and elite veterans. Elite veterans, good hungry young stars, power hitters too. Ain't no finesse in the welterweight division, y'all. Ain't nothing finesse about the welterweight division. They all knockout artists. They all got popped. You know what I'm saying? That's what they know for. The welterweight division is known for. <laughs> hey, yo, man. You got to get ready for the welterweights. Also on the 140 pound as well. Ain't going to be easy for, for Tio going up there. And it won't be easy for Josh Taylor going to the 147 either. You still got Jose Ramirez too, bro. The 135 is lit. Shout out to Stephen Fulton beating Brandon Figueroa. It could have gone either way as well. But I believe that Stephen Fulton, you know, was more crisp. Um, but yo, I'm happy for 2022. Let's, hey, yo, Chocolatito versus Estrada 3. Ryan Garcia may come early January, I believe. 
Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Maybe Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields. Maybe we see Tyson Fury. Well, we're going to see the, the Anthony Joshua rematch with Alexander Usyk. Or we see Tyson Fury or Alexander Usyk or Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Deontay Wilder. We got, that's going to be another episode if he's going to retire, yes or no. Andy Ruiz is still there. Dillian White got mandated. We got to talk about that heavyweight division because, hey, we got to talk about, you know, the big boys in my next episode. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I'm going, yo, it's going to be on some everyday, some new content, some new things. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about what's going to be, what's going to come to fruition in 2022. Let's lay, let's lay down the plans. Let's lay down the plans, ladies and gentlemen. Women boxing, Katie Taylor did her thing as well. We're getting closer to Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, the biggest, and to me, in my opinion, the biggest fight in the sport of boxing. I know people are going to disagree because there's a lot of people that don't give a damn about women boxing, but I believe that this is the most important fight in boxing because it's going to create a lot of things and for the market of women boxing. Um, both of these la these ladies is going to get seven di seven figures in which that's monumental. Both of them is decorated champions. Both of them is at their at their at their prime right now. You know, Katie Taylor is going to get old. I think she's what 33, 34, 34 years old. Um, Jessica McCaskill won her last fight. You got um, um, Bomb Gardner going back and forth for Macaulay Mayer. Yo, Macaulay Mayer, Christina Cruz, Hell Kitchen, New York City. 2-0, beautiful work, oh man, I, I, I just can't, I just can't wait, Natasha Jonas, and she could get, she could get it in with anybody, too, she could get it in with anybody, you got Reese, you got Reese, um, gonna be fighting, um, Shannon, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be goody, man. Is going to be a good year, in my opinion. Oh, man. I just love boxing, y'all. I love boxing. What y'all... I hope everybody does subscribe to, to the channel. Got some new videos coming up. Um, Give me one. Got some new videos coming up. Shout out to Kamara too. That was a good fight by Kamara, man. I, I said Shannon. I mean Chantel. Chantel Cameron. Chantel Cameron. Good fight with Callie Reese. I hope I can see that fight next year for Undisputed. Undisputed fight. I want to see who Jessica McCaskill is going to be fighting as well. Um. So, let's see what's going to happen, man. Harper took a bad loss versus uh, uh, Baumgartner. Beautiful ladies too, man. Beautiful ladies too. Queens of boxing. So let me know, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the podcast. Going to do this every day. Five times a week. Love y'all. God bless. And on to the next.